Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our I Am, Jesus in His Own Words sermon series. This series explores the I Am statements made by Jesus and how these two words and His statements that follow tell so much about who Jesus is to us and to the world. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We'd love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at www.valleybrook.cc, select contact us, and send us an email. Good morning, everybody. So we're in this next week of the series called I Am. We're looking at those statements where Jesus said, I am, and, and what he said about himself. And those are, are powerful statements because when Jesus used the phrase I am, he was uh, using the name that God had been given. And we read about that in the book of, of, uh, of Exodus when he spoke to Moses. So he's saying he's God, but then he tells us more about his nature. And today we're looking at the phrase where he said, I am the good shepherd. It's a powerful phrase. And, and as I was thinking about shepherding uh, today and, and what I know about shepherding, uh, uh, leading sheep, taking care of sheep, I recognize that uh, for uh, many of us, I mean, we live in a, uh, a culture where we're really not connected to the land or to raising animals and things like that. So we don't know uh, more, much more than what we see when we drive by fields or farms and those kinds of things. And particularly uh, living here in uh, green Connecticut, we don't uh, really, or green Massachusetts, we don't really know what the, the picture looked like for the first century Israelites that, that heard this. So think about this, you know, uh, I, I've been to Israel. Israel is a beautiful land, but it's an arid land. There's not a lot of green. Uh, there are in some of the valleys. And so uh, when you are taking care of sheep, you have to lead sheep to places where they find green pastures. So, but better than my description, I, I thought we could show you a little video. And this is straight from Israel. So uh, just look at how modern day shepherds take care of their sheep in Israel. That video really sort of gives us an idea of what uh, raising sheep looks like, particularly in, in Israel. So <clears throat> if you want to follow along in scriptures, we're going to be in John chapter 10. So if you've got a Bible or a Bible app, you can turn to that and, and look at that. that but, but when Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, he was fulfilling prophecies from the Old Testament uh, that were spoken about the Messiah, whom he was, the one who was to come, and about his nature. Uh, the first of those prophecies come from the prophet Isaiah, and I just want you to look at that because in this, Isaiah tells us something about the, about the Messiah that God will send to rescue his people from sin and from separation from God. So in Isaiah 40, we read this. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and he carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Those verses tell us something about the Son of God who was to come. That he would be all powerful, but that he would be caring and compassionate. 
Um, he, he tells us that he would fulfill this. And, and in, a, in another scripture from the prophet Micah that, that's quoted by Matthew and his gospel in the, in the story where Jesus is born, we read this again about the, this prophecy about Jesus. And it says, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel that he would care for them like a shepherd. And then you're familiar with the 23rd Psalm that starts off, the Lord is my shepherd. So all of these prophecies, all of these images about the one who was to come, the Messiah, the Son of God, that he would be a shepherd. So in John chapter 10, we see some things that clearly tell us about who Jesus is as the good shepherd. And I want us to look at those this morning. And I want us to think about how Jesus, the good shepherd, relates to us as his followers or his sheep. The first thing you need to know is the good shepherd protects the sheep. In uh, John chapter 10, uh, we read these. He says, Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. And the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Now, if you're wondering, we were talking about I am the good shepherd and all of a sudden Jesus says, I am the gate. You know, in the midst of this passage about being the good shepherd, I guess you could say we have some mixed metaphors. He brings in, I am the gate. And, you know, for us in 21st century America, we don't really understand this, this concept well. And quite honestly, uh, it's really not something that you can understand unless, again, you go back to Israel and, and the way they tend for sheep and care for sheep uh, today is the same way they did 2,000 years ago. And so I'm going to again turn to a video. Joel Kramer lives in Israel and he's put these videos together. And this will help you understand what Jesus meant when he said, I am the gate. Turn your attention to the screen. It's a fascinating picture to see how the sheep uh, know where to go and how they, they are comfortable with that. Um, to, to protect the sheep, the, the shepherds lead their flocks into that enclosed pen just made up of stones uh, every evening. And the sheep uh, would gather there in the presence of the shepherd and there would be just that one opening, basically the gate. And once the sheep were securely in that pen at, at night, they would stay there. Uh, and uh, the shepherd wouldn't allow anything dangerous, an animal, to come through or to threaten the sheep. Literally anything that, would, uh, that wanted to attack or anyone who wanted to steal the sheep would have to come through the shepherd. And so Jesus is the good shepherd who protects the sheep. That's what he does for us. He protects us from the thief who comes to kill, who comes to steal, who comes to destroy. And, and people ask, who is the thief? The thief is Satan. Uh, Jesus saves those who enter through the gate. And look at what Jesus says next. He says, those who are saved through him will come in and go out and find pasture. Jesus is talking about having an unhindered life 
where we enjoy life in him, where we can be well fed on good pastures, where we can have uh, that unhindered life where we can uh, come and go. The thief, and the thief is Satan, he comes to take that away. Uh, But Jesus says that he came so that we could have life and life to its fullest. He says that we can have that. And he's not talking just about eternal life, which he is. He's talking about life in the future, but he's also talking about here and now. So what is that full life that he calls for us to have? What does it look like? It's a life where we live connected with God and where Jesus protects us from the attacks of Satan. And as I said, Satan's the thief, and this is what he does. He comes to steal our joy. He comes to kill our happiness in this life, and he comes to destroy this life that we have. And how does he do that? He does that by deceiving us. Jesus tells us that the devil is a liar. Uh, In fact, he calls him the father of lies in the Gospel of John. And Satan uses lies and deceptions to make life miserable. And there's nothing that the devil likes more than to get into our heads and to make us unsure of who Jesus is, to make us unsure of our salvation, to to make us uh, remove our commitment from following him and our connection to the body of Christ. Let let me just share with you just a few lies that come from Satan. And maybe you've experienced some of these. Satan says this. Satan says God could never love you because of all of the bad things that you have done. But God's word tells us something completely different. God's word says that God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, while we were still doing bad things, Christ died for us. Satan tells us that we're not worthy of any blessings from God. But God's word tells us that you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. In other words, God has brought you into his family. You're his daughter. You're his son. Satan tells you that you have to have, uh, that you have to have your life all together. But Jesus says this. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You don't have to have it all together. He loves you and accepts you just as you are. Satan tells you that you are a loser and that you can never do anything good. But Jesus says this to you, with God, all things are possible. Now, I want you to see how how Jesus protects you. Uh, He protects you with God's word. And we call him uh, the word, the living word. Uh, Pastor Pete Briscoe tells this story about when he was a a boy uh, growing up. One day his uh, father came out into the yard and told him and his best friend Andy who were playing in the yard. He said, listen, kids, enjoy your time here in the yard, but don't go over that wall at the end of the yard. Well, as soon as dad went inside, uh, Pete and Andy went flying across the yard and up and over the wall. And they got over the other side and they, they were reveling in their rebellion when they heard this huge, ominous snort. And they looked at each other and realized it wasn't them. And they turned around and they saw the biggest, the baddest, the meanest bull that they had ever seen. And it was coming toward them. Well, as quickly as they'd gotten over the wall, they got back over it again, only to find Pete's dad waiting for them. And looking very sternly at them, he said, boys, 
I didn't tell you you can't go over that wall so that you wouldn't have any fun. I told you I don't want you to go over that wall to protect you because there's something on the other side that will harm you and that will hurt you. I, I, I share that illustration with you, and, and I share with you all of those ways that I showed you how Satan lies to us, and I gave you God's word to, so that you can see that those lies aren't true because God has given us his word to protect us, not to take away our fun in life, but to help us see that there are some boundaries that Scripture puts on us, not so that we won't have fun and enjoy, because Jesus said, I've come that you may have life to its fullest, but so that you will be protected, so that there will be some things that you won't do and won't experience pain. You see, Jesus is the good shepherd who protects us. Jesus also is the good shepherd who loves his sheep. Let's go back to John 10. We're going to start in verse 2 and then skip down a few. But here we go. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I want you to see the Good Shepherd's relationship with the sheep. It's a relationship that's built on love. It's a relationship where he knows you and you know him so much that you recognize his voice. So He loves you so much that he will do whatever it takes to protect you. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus tells this story about a shepherd who had a hundred sheep and one is lost. And it says that he, he leaves the 99, more than likely it was probably in one of those sheep pens. He leaves the 99 and goes to look for the lost one. That's how much he loves you. You, you know, what you saw in that video the, this morning about the shepherd being the gate, standing in the opening to the, the sheep pen. Uh, it's, it's when Jesus used that idea that he was the gate, he was foreshadowing something about him. And that's what Jesus said in those next verses. He says, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He was foreshadowing the sacrificial love that he has for us, that he would do whatever it takes for us to know that he loves us and that God the Father loves us. In fact, that he would lay down his life by dying on a cross for us. Now, just for a moment, I want you to think about everything that Jesus sacrificed for us. Think this one through. Jesus was in heaven with God the Father and so he willingly left heaven to come to earth. He left heaven to uh, be born as 
just like one of us. And now think that through. Uh, God the Son, he's all-knowing, he's all-powerful. He gave all of that up to be born human like us and to live a human life like us. You know, the Bible makes it clear that Jesus was fully human. That means he grew up and lived a human life and experienced everything you or I have ever experienced. Every feeling, every emotion, every joy, every pain. He experienced that all for us. But he also experienced more. We know when we read the last week of Jesus on earth, before he is crucified, we read that he experienced rejection. He experienced open hostility and anger. Yeah, in fact, the, the leaders of the people that he came to save led the people in despising him and in rejecting him. He experienced uh, followers who were, uh, were basically fake. They, they were there to see what he could do for them. They were there to see something miraculous happen. But as, as soon as they had seen that, they left him. Uh, we also know that he was arrested, that he was falsely accused, that he was uh, tried, that he was mocked, that he was spit upon, that he was flogged, and that he was crucified all for love. Now think this through for a minute. You know, when, when, when Jesus was crucified, he didn't die instantaneously. In fact, you read scriptures, he suffered for about three quarters of a day, about 18 hours. Uh, crucifixion was meant to be horrific. Crucifixion was meant to make uh, the, the guilty suffer, not just so that they would suffer, but so that other people would see that as a deterrent to them doing something where they would face the death penalty. It was meant to be gruesome and grotesque and to, to put that person through uh, the most suffering possible. And Jesus did that all for us. He did it because he loved you and I even before we were born. He did that so that we could come into a relationship with him. So we recognize that he has done that for us. And, and he wants us to know how much he loves us. And he wants us to, to be in that relationship. So he wants us to believe that, that he's the good shepherd. And he wants us to follow him. And he wants us to have a relationship with him. You know, I talk about that a lot. And what I mean by relationship is no different than what I mean by having a relationship with another person. He wants us to communicate with him. And, you know, we call that prayer. But we can talk to him about anything. Uh, the good, the bad, uh, the ugly, the, the perfect, whatever is going on in our lives. And he wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to us and communicate to us. He wants us to hear from him. And we can hear from him first and foremost when we read scripture. We recognize that it's the living word and God speaks to us through that. But secondly, he wants to speak to us through his Holy Spirit. And the Spirit will, will nudge us. And what I always tell people, if, you, if you're struggling to discern you know, when a thought is from you or when it's from the Spirit, I'll tell you this. First of all, does it match up with Scripture? Does it honor God? Does it glorify God? Is it a, more about God than about you? Then you know that's the Spirit speaking to you. But we have to listen. We have to listen. The Good Shepherd loves us. 
and he communicates to us. Let, let me share with you an example that, that happened recently in my life. In fact, it happened last Sunday. Um, uh, some of you know, if you were here uh, over the past 12 years, you know 12 years ago I, uh, I had uh, heart surgery on uh, my heart because I, have, I was born with a congenital birth defect uh, on my aortic valve. Um, recently, I, I received the disappointing news uh, that I'm going to have to have it replaced. And uh, I, I'll just be honest, I'm pretty bummed about that. Um, and uh, not a lot of people know, now you all know. Um, last Sunday, I, I came into the church and uh, Steve Dumez walked up to me and, and uh, Steve said, you know, um, I was just wondering, you know, can, can I help you with your yard work this summer? And I'm going, how does he know I'm going to have surgery this summer and I'm not going to be able to take care of my yard? It's like, you know, that pause made me pause. After the service, Steve's wife, Karen, came up to me and said, you know, I just feel like God put me, I, I didn't tell him, by the way. I mean, very few people know until today. Um, and Karen came up to me. Steve and Karen both came up to me and said, you know, God just put me on my heart and said, I want, I want to pray for you. I just feel like you're, you're struggling with something. I'm going, who told her? You know, I'm going, I said, do you know what's going on in my life? And she goes, no. You know, so, so I told her. And right up here, they just, they just gathered around me and prayed for me. Now, I, I tell you that story because the story is not about me. It's about how the Good Shepherd loves us. It, it, how God put it on Steve's heart, God put it on Karen's heart, just to, to come and, and follow a, a prompting of the Holy Spirit to reach out to me and to care for me, totally not knowing anything at all what's going on in my life. But that's how good our good shepherd is. That's how much he loves us. And, and so, you know, I... I told you earlier that, the Holy, that God speaks to us through God's word, through the Bible. He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. But here's another way he speaks to us. He speaks to us through one another. He speaks to us through fellow believers. He uses us to minister to others if we'll allow him to do so. And I heard the good shepherd speak to me last week through Steve and Karen. I'm telling you, I'm loved. And God said, I, I got you. Got your back, you know, I'm with you. I know you don't want to go through that surgery again. I don't want to go through that surgery again, but you know what? I have to. Um, so the Good Shepherd loves us. And that's what I heard him say. Clack, I love you. So the Good Shepherd protects us. Uh, the Good Shepherd loves us. And, and here's the, the, the final thing the Good Shepherd leads his sheep. The 23rd Psalm, it's a beautiful Psalm. You may know it, you may not know it. Um, but I'm going to read it to you this morning. I'm going to read it from the New King James Version because it's, it's the version that resonates in my head from when I was a little guy. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
I want you to see how Jesus, the good shepherd, leads you and me, his sheep. He leads us with care and with compassion. So as you walk through that psalm, you see that he provides for our needs so that we will not be in want. He's our provider. He takes us to green pastures and to still, to still waters to nourish us. He takes care of our soul. He, he leads us down the right paths in life. He protects us. Yeah, and he disciplines us because we need that. He gives us the victory. Uh, he gives us the victory banquet right down to the, the, the point where we, we get to sit in front of our enemies and, and have that. You know, there's that. It's not that sense of gloating, but, but there's that idea that God's got us, that he's, he's protecting us. And so, yes, we all experience times when, when we feel that people are against us, but God is not against us. And he anoints us with favor. You're his son. You're his daughter. And it says, our life runs over with blessings. Ultimately, what I want you to see that this psalm is about is that it's about a good shepherd who loves us enough to lead us in the paths that we should go. Jesus is the good shepherd. He said it. He, he wants to protect us. He, he wants to love us. He wants to lead us. And I want you to see that that's what he came to do and that he wants to do in your life right now. And so in response to this message this morning, I want you to spend some time reflecting on Jesus, the good shepherd in your life. And I want to ask three questions for you just to think about. How is Jesus protecting you? How are you experiencing his protection for you in your life? How is Jesus expressing his love to you? How's he loving you? And how is Jesus leading you through life? I'm going to put all three of those questions up there and, and Dan's going to sing a song. But really what I want you to do is I want you to consider those questions. Maybe you want to write some notes on the bulletin or in your smartphone about what Jesus is doing in your life. And this is what I would encourage you to do. Before the day is out, Share what you heard with somebody else. And let me just say this. If you come up blank to all three of those questions, this is what you need to know. The good shepherd hasn't moved away from you. You've distanced yourself from the good shepherd. You're not letting him protect you. You're holding your arms out, saying, I don't want that love. You're not following because he's leading. And if you come up blank, you need to reconcile that with him this morning. So let's spend some time 
reflecting and, and even praying. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.